Hey, this is Matt over at Braille, and this is Transformation Radio. As we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our scripture today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 20, verses 27 through 47. Here's a brief overview. We'll be reading about the Sadducees. They were a group of conservative religious leaders, and they honored only the Pentateuch, that is, uh, the books of Genesis through Deuteronomy. That was their entire scripture. They also did not believe in a resurrection of the dead because they could find no mention of it in those books. The Sadducees decided to try their hand at tricking Jesus. 
So they brought him a question that they probably had used successfully to stump the Pharisees. After addressing their question about marriage, Jesus answered their real question about the resurrection. Basing his answer on the writings of Moses, an authority they respected, he upheld belief in the resurrection. But let's not get confused here. Jesus' statement does not mean that people will not recognize their spouses in heaven. It simply means that we must not think of heaven as an extension of life as we know it now. Our relationships in this life are limited by time, death, and sin. Now, we don't know everything about our resurrection life, but Jesus affirms that relationships will be different from what we are used to here and now. Now, Jesus answered the Sadducees' question, and then he went beyond it to the real issue. People may ask you tough religious questions, such as, How can a loving God allow people to suffer or starve or whatever? If God knows what I'm going to do, do I have any free choice? If they do, follow Jesus' example. First, answer them to the best of your ability, and then look for the real issue. Hurt over a personal tragedy, for example, or difficulty in making a decision? Often the spoken question is only a test. Not of your ability to answer hard questions, but of your willingness to listen and care. Now, the teachers of religious law loved the benefits associated with their position, and they sometimes cheated the poor in order to get even more benefits. Every job has its rewards, but gaining rewards should never become more important than doing the job faithfully. God will punish people who use their position of responsibility to cheat others. Use whatever resources you have been given to help others and not just yourself. And now let's begin our narration today here in the New Testament. April 21st, the New Testament, Luke chapter 20, verses 27 through 47. Then Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question, Teacher, Moses gave us a law that if a man dies, leaving a wife but no children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on the brother's name. Well, suppose there were seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children. So the second brother married the widow, but he also died. Then the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them who died without children. Finally, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, Marriage is for people here on earth. But in the age to come, those worthy of being raised from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they will never die again. In this respect, they will be like angels. They are children of God and children of the resurrection. But now, as to whether the dead will be raised, even Moses proved this when he wrote about the burning bush. Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, he referred to the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So, he is the God of the living, not the dead, for they are all alive to him. Well said, teacher, remarked some of the teachers of religious law who were standing there. And then no one dared to ask him any more questions. Then Jesus presented them with a question. Why is it, he asked, that the Messiah is said to be the son of David? For David himself wrote in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, 
sit in the place of honor at my right hand, until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Since David called the Messiah Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? Then, with the crowds listening, he turned to his disciples and said, Beware of these teachers of religious law, for they like to parade around in flowing robes and love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces, and how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and the head table at banquets. Yet they shamelessly cheat widows out of their property and then pretend to be biased by making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be severely punished. the sea in me, the voice that ends the silence meets me in my need, like fireworks igniting in my chest, the weight of your glory, the
89 verses 14 through 37. Let's take a look at what we're going to be reading about here in Psalms today. Righteousness, justice, love, and truth. That's the foundation of God's throne. And they're central characteristics of the way God rules. They summarize His character. As God's ambassadors, we should exhibit the same traits when we deal with people. Make sure your actions flow out of righteousness, justice, love, and faithfulness. Because any unfair, unloving, or dishonest action cannot come from God. David has promised to have God's power to accomplish God's will. Without God's help, well, we are weak and powerless, inadequate for even the simplest spiritual tasks. But when we're filled with God's Spirit, His power flows through us, and our accomplishments will exceed our expectations. Now, in light of Israel's continued disobedience throughout history, this is an amazing promise we'll be reading about here today. God promised that David's descendants would always sit on the throne, but that if the people disobeyed, they would be punished. Yet, even through their disobedience and punishment, God would never break faith with them. Israel, of course, did disobey, 
Evil ran rampant. The nation was divided. Exile came. But through it all, a remnant of God's people remained faithful. Now, centuries later, the Messiah arrived, the eternal king from David's line, just as God had promised. All that God promises, he fulfills. And he will not take back even one word of what he says. God can also be trusted to save us as he promised he would. God is completely reliable. Psalm 89, verses 14 through 17. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. They rejoice all day long in your wonderful reputation. They exult in your righteousness. You are their glorious strength. It pleases you to make us strong. Yes, our protection comes from the Lord, and He, the Holy One of Israel, has given us our King. Long ago, you spoke in a vision to your faithful people. You said, I have raised up a warrior. I have selected him from the common people to be king. I have found my servant David. I have anointed him with my holy oil. I will steady him with my hand. With my powerful arm, I will make him strong. His enemies will not defeat him, nor will the wicked overpower him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and destroy those who hate him. My faithfulness and unfailing love will be with him, and by my authority he will grow in power. I will extend his rule over the sea, his dominion over the rivers, and he will call out to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will make him my firstborn son, the mightiest king on earth. I will love him and be kind to him forever. My covenant with him will never end. I will preserve an heir for him. His throne will be as endless as the days of heaven. But if his descendants forsake my instructions and fail to obey my regulations, if they do not obey my decrees and fail to keep my commands, then I will punish their sin with the rod and their disobedience with beating. But I will never stop loving him, nor fail to keep my promise to him. No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. I have sworn an oath to David, and in my holiness I cannot lie. His dynasty will go on forever. His kingdom will endure as the sun. It will be as eternal as the moon, my faithful witness in the sky. Interlude. Proverbs chapter 13, verses 17 through 19. An unreliable messenger stumbles into trouble, but a reliable messenger brings healing. If you ignore criticism, you will end in poverty and disgrace. If you accept correction, you will be honored. It is pleasant to see dreams come true, but fools refuse to turn from evil to attain them.
my affections and take my pride It's hard to see I'm doing fine when I ain't doing right Despite the size of time I've had Since the day that I was ready to die My love was like, yeah Dying my lover's life, thought that I could not be seen Feel like I could not pay, you simply remember me But you stepped forward, Lord, yeah, you set me free I guess it's a remembrance that I needed As I cross this ocean I will
Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.